Do you look at your mountain of goals and feel stuck? Or have you already achieved great things and yet you know there's still more? Then you've come to the right place. We're here to offer practical tools and tangible strategies to change your mindset. And challenge you to produce a life beyond the norm. I'm Nate. I'm Lara. Welcome to the Transcendence Podcast. So last week we talked about entering in 2021 and setting your goals and how to stick to your goals. You know, we've had previous podcasts about setting your goals, but last week was all about how can I see my goals through to the end? How can I make 2021 my best year yet? And how I just stick to goals and do better at staying on course. So we're going to enter a mini series now on seven challenges that you're going to face as you expand on your goals, as you get closer to your end result, as you get bigger and better, you're going to start to face these seven challenges along the road at some point. And I really want you, as we go through the next seven weeks and break down each of these challenges and truly what it, what is it, you know, why is it so bad and how to overcome it? We're going to go over that for all seven of them. I want you to focus this on yourself. It's very easy that when we talk about challenges or talk about something on the negative side of things or talk about some obstacle or pushback, it's very easy to push that onto somebody else and say, yeah, I've seen that in their life. I've seen that in their life. Oh, I saw that one in that person's life. But really turn the spotlight on yourself. Focus on yourself as we step into these seven different things because they're going to happen in your own life. And honestly, part of overcoming any of these is just recognizing that it's there. Yeah. And just as Nate was saying, putting the spotlight on you, that's going to take a little bit of humility and to put the pride aside and be willing to open up and recognize your own shortcomings and where you may struggle. So today we're going to be talking about cynicism. And you may not know what it is. You may know what it is. um, But for those of you that don't know, cynicism is a mindset where people just tend to be naturally negative. So when you're thinking about yourself, you know, on a on a day-to-day basis, obviously we all have highs and lows. Are you filled with hope or doubt? Do you assume the best or the worst? When you think of others, do you think well of them or do you doubt their motives? The Oxford English Dictionary defines it as a disposition to disbelieve in the sincerity or goodness of human motives and actions. You see, a cynic will always choose to doubt, disbelieve, and discredit even when there's no reason to logically. And I think that's a good point to make is that a lot of the times um, when cynics react, they're acting out in an illogical way. Yeah, it's something completely off the wall, something completely random and oftentimes is such an exaggerated version of the worst outcome. Normally the worst possible outcome isn't even close to as bad as a cynic's worst outcome. And I'll be very honest that this is something that I actually struggle with. Nate can recognize it, of course. And I think it's also good to note that, you know, we love the Enneagram. We think it's a great tool. And so I recognize that as a six, being a six on the Enneagram, it's a lot easier to slip into a cynical mindset. Whereas someone like a seven, that's not their tendency at all. If you see a seven, uh, if you see a seven slipping into a cynical mindset, 
there's something off. Yeah, or they're not truly a seven, right? Because they're right. always focused on such a positive way of looking at right. things. They're, yep. they're part of the positive outlook group. And that's not the six. That's not, there's a lot of Enneagram types on there that actually really struggle with negative thoughts in general. Yeah. Um, the, the six is normally about all these external negative thoughts, but there's a lot of them that are internal negative thoughts too, of just thinking that you're not going to be able to for, perform enough. And that, that comes across in a lot of different Enneagram types. Yeah. I think the most interesting thing about cynics, though, most of the time is most of the time they're former optimists. They're someone that was very optimistic about something and then they were either let down or they were betrayed or they were heartbroken in some way, shape or form that they they don't have confidence that a positive outcome is going to come when that pattern starts to arise again. They think it's always going to be the bad outcome. It's always going to be the letdown. It's always going to be the betrayal. And there's no other possible outcome when in reality, it's just because sometimes they may know too much. You know, I see this all the time with people all the time in different work environments, especially sales related. When they get told no a bunch of times, they don't want to sell at that point because they're afraid they're going to be told no. But yet, if you don't ask for the sale, you're never going to be told yes either. Right. They assume they know the outcome, but you don't always know the outcome. So they they find themselves looking for more reasons that the sale's not going to go through and going ahead and setting up those excuses rather than just going for the sale and look for the reasons of why someone might buy. And a cynic may not recognize that a lot of the times they do this as a way of protecting themselves and keeping themselves from getting hurt. You know, a lot of the times I've said to Nate, you know, oh, what if this happens or what if that happens? And he's like, well, what if something good happens? I'm like, yeah, but if I come up with every negative way that it could unfold, then if something better happens... (laughs) it turns out good. Yeah. And to a cynic, that sounds so logical, but to everybody else, you're sitting there like, okay, you're going to sit there in fear. You're going to sit there in sadness because remember, you know, you're really going to sit in one emotion. You can, you can have multiple emotions at one time simultaneously, but one of them is definitely going to be the dominant emotion at that time. And you're choosing to have fear or sadness or anger be your dominant emotion. Most of the time fear and be crippled by some anxiety rather than just sitting in the joy and enjoying the journey as along the way. You know, if you, a true cynic, I mean, you might be scared to get into a car and you're worried the whole time you're driving to the destination and you're not even worried about enjoying the destination, much less enjoying the journey to get there because you're so scared and so worried that you're never going to get there. And this brings us into our next point of why is it bad? You know, it causes us to live in more fear. It's caused me to have more anxiety. It's caused me to... It, it, it causes me to have a hindrance in deep personal human connection because I'm worried about an ulterior motive. I'm wondering why they paid for my meal. I'm wondering why they're complimenting me. You know, what is their underlying reason? And sometimes it's just because they're genuinely nice. <laughs> and the most common argument I hear from a cynic is the one that Laura just told you. You know, if I prepare for the worst, anything better is fantastic. But... A lot of people that say that all the time also always question why they always have the worst or why they always feel like they barely get through things or why they don't ever feel like they have an enjoying journey. And it's because they're so focused on what bad can happen that one, it brings upon more of that stuff. You see more of the bad stuff happening. It's like it's like when you go into a store and like the very first person you talk to, say you go into a restaurant and the hostess is terrible. Well, you get to the waiter, and even if the waiter is 
good and not like way over the top, but they're just good, you're going to assume they're terrible because you already set up that mindset of, okay, this restaurant has terrible staffing. Whereas if the hostess was fantastic, you may overlook a subpar waiter because the hostess was that good. And maybe the manager came by and the other people pick up the slack because you're already focused on the positivity. It's whatever you choose to set that first initial perspective as for that whole journey, for that whole goal, for that whole outcome. And as you're working towards your goal, this is going to be a challenge. Like I said, it's going to pop up more than once probably. There's going to be a time that pops up that you're going to feel like it's like the worst thing that's happening or you're going to be nervous to take a risk because something bad could happen. And yes, I believe in risk analysis. I don't think you should always just take leaps of faith all over the place without doing a risk analysis and looking at what could happen and what could happen. You want to see what could happen positively and what could happen negatively and does the positive outweigh the negative. But if you only say what could happen negatively, you're going to be stagnant. You're not going to grow. You're going to stay put and you're never going to reach your goal. You're never going to get to that end result because you're too scared to take the journey. So when we talk about ways to overcome cynicism, the first way and the first part of it is recognizing that you are a cynic. Accept that you are a cynic. I accept that from time to time, I can be a cynic. Or at least accept that you may be in cynicism at that time. Right. Because there's certain people that are... You'll fluctuate. There's certain people that are a full-blown cynic that it's very easy for them to drop into. And there's people like me that look at things and I'm like, okay, I can conquer anything. But there's still times in my life where I have to catch myself and say, okay, I'm in cynicism right now. I'm being cynical right now. And it doesn't mean maybe I'm not a cynic, but I'm able to recognize when that time period comes up. And number two is use logic to debate your cynicism. Cynicism, like we stated earlier, is usually illogical. So cynics assume the worst about others in situations without having evidence or facts to do so. So they're naturally going to think that way, even when fact, fact-wise, there's no reason for them to think that person is not trustworthy. And you see this all the time. Like, I remember somebody... I believe it was either you, Laura, or maybe it was your mom, was talking about sharks in the ocean one time. Like, And it was jokingly. They weren't truly scared to get into the ocean. But um, just that's an irrational thing that some cynics deal with. Like some people can't swim in open water because they don't know what's out there. Or they can't swim in water where they can't see their feet because they don't know what's underneath. And I'm like, the chances of you getting bit by a shark are a lot less than the chances of you getting in a car accident and you drove here to the beach. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like that's the irrational that like you need to use logic. You need to use actual stats that, okay, the chances of this happening are very slim to none. Can it happen? Yes, but I'm never going to enjoy being at the beach if I'm too scared to get in the water. So don't be afraid of the, the small probability when the large probability is that it's going to be a great outcome. So that's the irrational logic that we're talking about with cynicism. Focus on the stats. Focus on what is true. Focus on the higher probability. Is it the positive or is it the negative? If the higher probability, if it's a 98% chance something bad is going to happen, yeah, probably don't do it. That's the risk analysis part. But if it is like a 0.4% chance that something bad is going to happen, enjoy life. Enjoy what you're doing and have fun doing it. So the third thing is utilize curiosity to combat cynicism. See, curiosity and cynicism cannot coexist. You can't have both of them at the same time. Curiosity is this openness. It's this optimistic. It's this wanting to learn more, this urge to do more. What if? It's asking yourself, hey, what if this goes really well? What if this goes just as planned? 
What if this goes better than planned? Right. And it's when you have that mindset, it's impossible to be cynical as well. It's impossible to hold yourself back with these negative thoughts and be curious at the same time. So utilize the curiosity, lean on the curiosity and ask yourself more what if questions or say you don't trust somebody, right? Laura brought up a good point. She a lot of times believes people have ulterior motives and it's harder for her to trust some people. Well, they've never done anything to, you know, break trust. And I'm not saying that she needs to open up completely to them, but what if they are trustworthy? What if they're actually the most trustworthy person that you know? You don't know unless you actually give them that chance. And again, you have to look at the probability. Now, if they have a reputation of being untrustworthy, then yes, don't lean into it. But lean into the curiosity more than you lead into the cynicism. And it's a good thing to make note of that a lot of times cynicism will keep you from experiencing life to the fullest, not just personal connection with, you know, you know, within your relationships, but experiencing life and all that it can hold for you if you choose to have a positive mindset. Somebody a long time ago, um, a couple years back, talked about this idea of every time you have a negative thought, combat it with a positive thought. And it's really stuck with me. So anytime I've ever had you know, a negative thought about someone, like, for example, I maybe I've thought, oh, that person's too prideful. Okay, well now, because I've had that negative thought, I need to combat that with a positive thought. So instead of de- dwelling on maybe a negative attribute that they have, focus on a quality that they have. And it has really helped me when I get into a cynical mindset, even with situations, you know, oh, this might not be a good situation. Okay, well, what, like you tell me all the time, Nate, what could happen? Yeah, and I've heard one person quoted as, you know, when you dig for treasure, you're going to find treasure. And when you look for trash, you're going to find trash. Yeah. What are you looking for in the people around you? Again, if you go in with that cynical mindset first, you're looking for the trash and you're going to find the trash. You're going to, nobody's perfect, so you're going to find something. Or if you go into that positive mindset and that curious mindset of, hey, what great attribute can they have? And you're curious about what treasure do they hold? What is their best attribute? Chances are you're going to find that that great attribute a lot faster. And in closing, I say this all the time, but it's really true that you are the only one that can make the change. If you're listening to this and you're like, yes, I deal with negative thoughts. Yes, I'm a cynic. Think to yourself and recognize that you are the only one that can change that. No matter what's going on around you, no matter the external factors, you are the only one that can decide how you react and how you move forward in your mindset. You get to choose how you respond. And as we go through the other six challenges that you're going to face, remember, turn the spotlight on you. Yeah. You're the only one that can change it. You're also the only one that can call it out because a lot of these are internal battles. A lot of these things that you deal with that other people may not always be able to see. Other people may not always be able to see, but they'll be able to feel it. You're not going to show up your best you, but you, like Laura said, are the only person that can make the best version of you. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode. We hope that you've learned something new, that you feel challenged, and are inspired to live a life beyond the norm. If something in this episode stuck out to you, be sure to screenshot the podcast, post it on Instagram, and tag us in it. Let us know what captivated you. And speaking of Instagram, we would love to connect with you and let you be the first to know about our new episodes and exciting updates. If you found value in this podcast, be sure to leave us a rating or review. This will allow us to expand our reach and let others know that they can benefit from this podcast as well. We appreciate you spending your time with us and we can't wait to be with you again soon.
Join us next time as we continue to live a life beyond the norm.